Hi, I'm Sarah Becker of Becker Talks Money. Happy September. It's September 1st. Let's get into this week's money news. So growing up, I knew people who didn't trust banks, and they would always say that they kept their money under their mattress. And whether that was literal or a metaphor, probably depended on the person, a little bit of both. But now more news is coming out of the SEC that proves banks need oversight more than they already have. And no, I'm not talking about SEC football. I am talking about the Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, this SEC is like the financial police of Wall Street, right? These guys are in charge of making sure everything is on the up and up when it comes to buying and selling investments and securities, which are things like stocks, bonds, mutual funds. You get the idea. Their main goals are to protect investors, maintain fair markets, and help the economy flow smoothly. To that end, the SEC keeps their eye on big public companies that issue these securities that people can invest in. They want to make sure that these companies are telling the truth about their businesses and not cheating or misleading investors. They also keep an eye on the New York Stock Exchange and other financial institutions. They're now saying that for the last several years, Wells Fargo has been overcharging their investors, about 11,000 of them to be exact. The overcharge fees apply to investment advisory accounts and add up to $27 million. Now, instead of either denying or coming clean on these allegations, Wells Fargo opted to just pay the fine. They're paying $35 million as a civil penalty, and they also claim that they have paid back the investors that were overcharged. This is all pretty shady if you ask me, and a confirmation that you might want to switch banks. This is the most recent issue of several with Wells Fargo. They were also fined a record-breaking $1.7 billion for widespread mismanagement, affecting 16 million customers. They were hit with a glitch that kept customers from transferring funds or using their ATM cards, and another tech glitch caused customers to direct deposits to completely disappear from their checking accounts not that long ago. You might remember the infamous Fire Festival that took the world and multiple documentaries by storm in 2017. Advertised as a music slash camping festival, guests were expecting Bahamian luxury on the island of Eczema. Eczema? I have to say I never actually watched either of the documentaries, so I don't know how to pronounce this random island, but it's not important. When all of these guests, these ticket holders arrived, and keep in mind that like celebrities were endorsing this, like big bands were supposed to play here, like Blink-182, okay? Their accommodations that were supposed to be like glamping, yurts, whatever, they were like basic like FEMA tents. Um, all the fancy food promised was like cheese in between bread, and the entire musical lineup canceled. Billy McFarland, the Fire Festival founder and now convicted fraudster, announced he is at it again. Fire Festival Take Two. The first ticket drop for the event, both date and location are yet to be determined, have all been sold out. Do you think it's just documentary crews ready to get in on the action again? I think so. A hundred tickets were sold, though, for $499 each. And McFarland says the idea to try this again came to him during a stint in solitary confinement. McFarland spent nearly four years in jail after his fraud conviction and was ordered to pay $26 million in restitution. He's been out of jail for one year. So we'll see where this goes. With housing affordability at a four-decade low, Zillow, a website typically used for lurking, <laughs> or is that just me, is adding financing to its services. Zillow is offering homebuyers a 1% down payment option, at this time only in Arizona, just testing it out. Business Insider reported that a homebuyer in Phoenix, who's making you know 80% of the area's median income, would need 31 months, so nearly three years, saving 5% of their income 
in order to put a 3% down payment on a $275,000 house. Now, I know that's a lot of numbers, but basically what they're saying is it's not very affordable in Phoenix right now. And with this program, that takes the savings down to just less than a year. So same person making the same amount of money, saving the same amount, 5%, could do it in 11 months instead of 31 months. And currently, a 3% down payment option is the lowest available, and it's offered by government-backed Freddie Mac. Should Zillow be successful with their 1% program, they would be the lowest down payment option in the nation. I'll be very curious to read more of the fine print once it's released. Zillow has long said they would like to be a one-stop shop for home buyers, but they have not always been successful. They closed their home flipping venture after major losses in 2021. All right, that's it for me this Friday. I'll be back Monday with our regularly scheduled programming and another news edition next Friday. Have a good weekend, guys.